With Hashem's assistance, we are learning Gittin Daf Yud, page 10. We begin at the Mishnah. Kol get sheyesh alav eight kusi, pasal. If you have a kuthite uh, signed upon your document, so it's no good. Chutz migite nashim v'shechurei avadim. With the exception of a get isha, a divorce document, and a freedom document for a slave. Ma'isa she'evi l'fnei Rebbe Gamliel, l'kfar isnoi. There was a story where they brought in front of Rebbe Gamliel in this place called kfar isnoi, get isha, a divorce document, and the Edim, and we're going to see in the Gemara, there's actually two different opinions, if it was both or just one. So the Edim, the witnesses upon it, were Kuthites, and he said it was kosher. Gemara, we begin the Gemara. Money Masnison, who's our Mishnah? Lo Tanakama, Velor Belazar, Velor Rebbe Shimming Gamaliel. So it's not like the following Bryce, it's not like the first Tana, it's not like Rebbe it's not like Rebbe Shimming Gamaliel. The Tani we learned in a Bryce. Matzah's Kusi, the Matzah. Of a kuthite muteres, so the Tanakhama holds that it's permitted to eat such a matzah. You can even fulfill your obligation on the first night of Pesach. So the matzah has to be watched. It has to have been made sure that no water touched it from the time of Kitsira, from when it was cut down. So he holds that indeed the kuthites know about all of these laws and they can take care of it, and therefore you can be yotze, fulfill your obligation on Pesach. Rebelazer Iser. Rebelazer says no, it's forbidden. They are not careful about the fine points of the mitzvahs, and therefore you can't be assured that indeed this stuff is kosher. You can't even use their matzah at all on Pesach because you can assume that indeed they, they didn't do it properly, they didn't make the matzah, and perhaps it's even chametz. Rabbi Shimon Gamaliel says, Call mitzvah shechzika bakusim, any mitzvah that we know for a fact that kuthites they they take care of this mitzvah. They are even more careful about that mitzvah than a regular Jew. Money. So who is our Mishnah go like? Itanakama. So what do we say in the Mishnah? We said that for a regular regular document you cannot use a kuthite, but for a, a get isha, for a divorce document, and for the freedom of a slave, so you're allowed to use a, a kuthite. So money, who is this like? Itanakama. If it goes according to the Tanakama, Nami. So the first Tana in this Brisa had said that you can that a kutha you can use his matzah, it's fine. In other words, a kutha is a full fledged Jew. So that it shouldn't just be when it comes to a divorce document that he's good, it should be good even if it's not a divorce document, any document he should be good on. So it doesn't work out like that that Tana. E Rabbi if it's like Rabbi Lazar, Afilu get Ishanami Lai. Rabbi Lazar says that a kutha is not trusted. So we shouldn't trust him even for a divorce document as well. So it doesn't work out like Rabbi Lazar. If it's like Rabbi Shimon Gamliel, so if it's something that they we know that they do this, so then it should be true by any star, even by a document which is not a divorce document or the freedom of a slave. And if they are not dependable, so if it's something that they, we don't know that they do properly, so then they shouldn't be believed even when it comes to the divorce document of a woman. So now, if you want to say who is it, really is Rabbi Shimon Gamliel. He, it is. With baha, And you know what? They are trustworthy when it comes to the to the divorce documents, but they're not trustworthy in regards to other documents. So the says, Ihachi, if that would be true, my then why is it only one that's believed? Afilutray, Nami. Even two should be believed. Allah Amar Bilazar, why is it that Rabbi said echad? Kusi Bilvad. This is how we said in the Mishnah, Rabbi Lazar says, Who is it that we believe? We only believe one guy, one Kuthite. If you have two, it's not good. 
So why should that be true? According to Rabbi Shem Gamliel, if, they, if we know that they're good, so then they're good. Across the board. It shouldn't make a difference if it's one or two. So the says, I'm really, I'll tell you, it's Rabbi Lazar. Rabbi Lazar was the one who said, we never trust the Kuthite. So why over here are we going to trust that Kuthite? And the case is, why do we trust this Kuthite? Because there's a regular Jew who has signed beneath him. We turn the page to Yenom Beis. So what does that help us? If not for the fact that this Kuthite was a good guy who follows the Torah, so he would not have allowed, the regular Jew would not have allowed the Kuthite to go first. So from the fact that you have a Kuthite, and then a regular Jew signed after him, this proves that the Kuthite indeed knows what he's doing, knows what he's saying, and therefore we can trust him, and we have a good aid. That's why he's believed. Specifically, so now the question is, why is it only in regards to a uh, divorce document? It should be true even in regards to any document. So we say that, no, when it comes to a regular document, for some reason, as we're going to explain, for some reason, in regards to a regular document, so we can we have to assume that actually what happened was that a group of people saw whatever it is that needed to be signed upon. So now this guy signs, and he knows that there are the regular Jew he signs, and he knows that there are people there who are more important than him. So he actually leaves a space, he signs on the bottom, and leaves a space above him. But what happened? The guy who needed to have the signatures, he signed this Kuthite instead of making a better Jew. So therefore, we can't assume that the fact that there's a Jew signed underneath the Kuthite, when it comes to a regular document, it doesn't prove that he's okay. Because it could be that the, the Jew signed, the regular Jew signed before the Kuthite, he just left space. So Hachanami Rav Chashavak Lamanda Kashim says, wait, so maybe over here by a divorce document we should have to assume the same thing. How is it that we can assume that he was indeed verifying the guy? How do we know that the, the good the guy who signed that was Beseder, he was okay? So he's verifying the Kuthite. Papa, so Papa says, When it comes to a divorce document, the Adem, the people who are signing at the witnesses, they always sign together. They don't sign at different times. My time, well, what's the reason? Why is it true specifically by a divorce document? Rav Ashi, Rav Ashi says, because we have a concept that if someone says to a group of people, he says, I want you to all be my messengers and I want you to all sign on the star. So the halacha is that they all have to sign on the star. If they don't all sign on the document, so then the get, the divorce document, is not good. So what happens? So so what we say is like this. We make them always, even when he didn't say that they off to sign, we always make them sign together. And this way, by making them always sign together, what happens is that even if there's a case where he says, I want you all to sign, we make sure that they all sign for real. This way, each one will make sure that the other guys are there so that there's nothing left out. So that's why in regards to a get, so we always say that they have to sign together. Even if it's not a case where the guy said that I want you all to sign, where he sent 12 messengers and he wants them all to sign. But even where there's only two people who are actually signing, we still make them all sign together. So since that's true by a divorce document, so therefore, that's why a Kuthite will indeed be believed because we can assume, we know, that the guy who signed along with him, the Jew, knows who he is and knows that he's okay and therefore we can trust that signature. Gufa. We come back to something we said previously. Amar Rabbi Lazar. Rabbi Lazar says as follows. The only one that we said is okay is a single Kuthite aid. My Kamash Malan. What is this coming to teach us? Tanina, we already actually learned that in the Mishnah. It says in the Mishnah, if you have one single aid, a Kuthite aid, so he's Pasal. It doesn't sound like it's talking about two. It says one. The Gemara answers, If I would have just learned it from the Mishnah, I mean, I would have thought, 
that even two would be okay when it comes to a divorce document. So why does it say one? Because this is teaching you the other side of the coin, that in regards to a regular document, that you can't even believe one. Not only is two not good, but even one is not good. But when regards to a get, why does it say one? It doesn't mean specifically one. It means two. So that's why we have to say that indeed, that's why Rebbe comes along and says that it's only one that's believed. So Gemara says, Vitray la, is it true that two are not believed? We say the story, get Isha, they brought in front of Rebbe Gamliel to this place called a divorce document. It's witnesses and it's plural. There were more than one and they were, and they were Kuthai witnesses. And he said it was okay. So what do we see? We see that Rebbe Gamliel at least holds that indeed two witnesses are okay. Even if they're both Kuthites. Amar Abaye, so Abaye says, Tani Eidoi. So rather change the Mishnah, says Abaye, and don't read it that all of its witnesses were Kuthites, but only one of its witnesses were Kuthites. Rava Amar Rava says, La'ilam, Trey. Really, that two of them, they were both Kusis. Ram Gamliel, Miflig Palik. Ram Gamliel is arguing, Bechisur Mechser, and there's actually something missing from the Mishnah. This is how it should be read. Ram Gamliel, Machshir Bishnaim. Ram Gamliel says that indeed it's okay if you have two. Umay Sanami, there's even a story, Shavil, if Ram Gamliel, Get Isha, Vahayu Eidav Eide Kusim Vehechshir. So he said that it's fine and it's good enough with two, and there was a story that it happened, that indeed he said it was okay with two. And Tosis explains, so what's his Shita? How does he hold? Why does he hold that two is okay? Because he holds, like Rabbi Shimon Gamliel, which seems would be his son, Rabbi Shimon Gamliel said, that any mitzvah that we have, that a kusi has been verified, we know that they that they take care of it properly, so they're trusted. So Rabbi Gamliel holds that this is something that they're trusted about, and therefore they're even believed, even if you have two, because in regards to this mitzvah, in regards to signing on a document, they are completely good Jews in all respects. Masnisim will begin the next Mishnah. All of the documents that came out of some kind of non-Jewish court, even though they're actually signed by a non-Jew, they are fine. They're good. They're good documents, except for a divorce document and for a document that frees a slave. Rabbi Shimon says, even in regards to the divorce document and a document that frees a slave, they're also okay if they came out of a non-Jewish court. The only time that we mentioned that there's going to be a problem is only if a non-Jewish court or non. Jews who are not really judges, who are not important people, if they made it. That's the only issue. But if it's a, a hush of person, a significant judge who's making the, even if he's non Jew, who's making this divorce document, it's okay. We'll have to see an explanation for this in the Gemara. Now we begin. The, the Mishnah makes a, an all-inclusive statement, and it doesn't seem to matter if it was written by a non-Jew. It doesn't matter if it was something for a purchase or if it was for a present. Either way, it works. We understand when it comes to some kind of purchase. That how does the how does the purchase take place? So when he gives the money over, that creates the chalos, the effects of creating the transfer of rishus going from one person to another, and the star is just a proof. Because if it wouldn't be the case that he gave money in front of him, they would not have made themselves look bad and written some kind of star which is not true. So therefore, it can be used as a good proof, but it can't actually create any kind of chalais, any kind of transaction. When it comes to a presence, so how is the person? How does the transaction take place? Can't be with this actual document that was written by non-Jews. Because it's nothing 
nothing more than earthenware. It's junk. It's nothing. Meaning it can't create any kind of chalais, any kind of transaction. Or Shmuel, Shmuel says, no, it's not true. Dina de Machus Adina, really it can create a transaction. How does it work? Because it's a concept of Dina de Machus Adina. If the government says that a certain thing tos of something, creates some kind of chalais, creates some kind of transaction, it does indeed work because everyone agrees that if you do this thing, if you press a, if everyone said when you press a red button, so it transfers from my, from my rishos, from my domain to your domain, so then it would indeed work. So this is the type of thing that happens here. Bibai same another explanation. Tani chutz nashim. Anything that's like gite nashim, meaning anything that creates a chalais, anything that creates a transaction, something happens through. It's not just going to be a, a proof, but something actually happens via that star, via that document. So indeed, it will not work if it comes from a non-Jewish court. Rabbi Shimon Oimer af eluk So we said Rabbi Shimon says that no, a non-Jewish court can create a document even for 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 divorce. And the says, wait, how can they make any kind of divorce documents? They're not included. There's no divorce when it comes to a non-Jew because there's no marriage in a, with a non-Jew. So Rabbi Zera answers, Why does Rabbi Shimon say that it's a kosher, a kosher document? Because he holds like Rabbi Lazar, that he holds that the main thing that we need on Ashtar is not, we don't even need anyone to sign on it. So the fact that there are non-Jews signed on it doesn't make a difference because the main thing are the people who are there, the, the witnesses that are watching as it's given over. The Gemara asks, wait, Vahamar Rabbi Abba, Rabbi Abba said, Rabbi Abba said that Rabbi Lazar, who says, the, the main witnesses are the ones who, being, who, are, who are there when it's given over, and not the ones who are actually written on the document. So according to him, if there are, are witnesses written on the document, they can make it worse. If those witnesses are bad, we're afraid that you're going to end up using these witnesses who are not good. So it should be the same thing by, when it comes to a non-Jew. Because we're afraid that we should be afraid that you're going to use this non-Jew as a regular witness. You'll think he's okay. What are we dealing with here? Onto the top of Yud Aleph Man Aleph, eleven a. That the the reason that it's okay is because Rabbi Shimon holds when it comes to Shemus Mufakin when you have names that are clearly non-Jewish names. So therefore, no one's going to ever make a mistake and think that you can use them for a different document. And therefore, since we don't need any kind of witnesses to be written on the star on the document in order for it to be good, so therefore. It doesn't matter to us that there are non-Jews written on it, and therefore it's a good document.